Hi, I'm Dorothy Burton, your host for Governing God's Way, connecting the timeless principles of Scripture to the timely issues of our day for those who serve, lead, and govern. King Solomon, the wisest leader to have ever lived, left us with this truth. There is nothing new under the sun, and what has been will be. What was true for him and those who served, led, and governed in his day is just as true for those who serve, lead, and govern today. Timeless principles to help in times like these. Today's topic is et tu brute, identifying your Brutus and your Judas. Our connection point is Matthew twenty six twenty one. As they were eating, he said, Truly I say to you that one of you will betray me. Ask any successful person the key to his or her success, and chief among them will be their refusal to quit. The ability to persevere through the pain of hardship, loss, rejection, and disappointment. However, persevering through the pain of betrayal is perhaps the most difficult because betrayal comes from the heart and hand of someone we trust and would least suspect. We expect an enemy to harm us because that's, you know, that's what enemies do. But those closest to us not only can harm but hurt us because it is the last thing we expect them to do. What do you do when a trusted colleague, employee, or friend turns out to be a frenemy? It was Julius Caesar's closest ally, Marcus Brutus, who helped plan, orchestrate, and execute the bloody ambush and assassination of the powerful Roman leader. Caesar, a military leader like any astute leader, knew well his enemies and was always on guard against them. However, one fatal lesson Caesar apparently did not learn on his rise to the top. And as public servants and public servant leaders, one we must learn is that the one whom we suspect the least will often be the one who will hurt us the most. Caesar would have never suspected Brutus, nor would we ever suspect ours. After the savage ambush where officials at the Capitol were waiting for Caesar, literally lined up behind him as he strode into the Capitol and each took turns literally stabbing him in the back. The last one to deal a fatal blow was guess who? Marcus Brutus, his best friend. As blood and life drained from the body of the most powerful man on the planet, it was reported that Caesar looked up in disbelief into the face of Brutus and in dying disbelief uttered, Et tu, Brute? Even you, Brutus? Or you too, Brutus? Have you ever had an even you too, Brutus experience? I had. And it was devastating on so many fronts. But we live and we learn, don't we? And at the heart of what I do is to take what I've learned from the trenches of public service, filter it through God's word, and develop biblically-based solutions to the myriad of unique problems facing public servants and public servant leaders in our culture today. They're not very different from, from cultures past. Betrayal has been, is, and always will be woven into the fabric of public service and public servant leadership. Why? Because success 
begs betrayal. And the higher you rise, a Brutus will invariably arise right alongside you. Even Jesus had his. Was his name Brutus? But it was Judas. What is your Judas's name? Think you don't have one? Think again. In public service and in the political arena, they come with the territory. Someone would always be jealous of your success, wish they had your success, and will see the key to their success lies in killing yours. Three ways to spot your Brutus or Judas and what to do when you do. Number one, they are over the top in your corner. Key, have eyes that see. Know that people are not always what they appear and neither are their motives. Those who find it necessary to consistently remind you of their allegiance or go out of their way and swear in their allegiance above all others on your team often will turn out to be anything but. You can mark this one down. Always have a healthy suspicion of and an open eye to those who lay it on thick. Pay attention to how they interact with others on the team. Truly successful people have learned to take the time to kick the tires and look underneath the hood. Don't be so willing to open your inner circle based upon outward expressions of allegiance. Oftentimes, underneath the surface of fake faithfulness is genuine jealousy. Jealousy, camouflaged as allegiance, is the primary catalyst for betrayal. Always, I'm going to say that one again. Jealousy, camouflaged, as allegiance is the primary catalyst for betrayal. Always keep your eyes open. Number two, they talk about others in a subtle attempt to turn you against them in order to gain favor. Key, have ears that hear. People invariably will tell us who they are. The problem is we don't take the time to listen or we just don't want to believe them. As a result, we hear only what we want to hear. Because as leaders, we sometimes allow our ego to get in the way. And as long as that person is stroking our ego, psh, they perfectly fine with us. But people who have made their bones by stroking, then betraying others, will not hesitate to do the same thing to you. It's like being in a lover's triangle. If someone privately betrays their colleague or, or tears down their balls with you, they are attempting to make themselves more attractive to you. They view you as an opportunity. Don't think for one second they're doing you a favor and won't do the same to you when a better opportunity comes their way. They're opportunists. Actively listen to people, what they say and what they don't, especially those closest to you. Listen for these three things, what they say about others, how they talk about others, and most important, what they say about you. If they always feel the need to impress you, flatter you, express their undying loyalty to you, admiration for you, you better beware. Keep your, keep your ears open. Number three, they want to be in the know. The key, have tight lips. I'll say it again because we love to talk. Have tight lips. Be careful what you share. I see it all the time because I've seen it happen so many times. Loose lips really do sink ships. And only time will tell if your confidant is a parrot or worse, a pirate. 
As the psalmist writes in Psalm 141.3, Set a guard, O Lord, over my mouth. Keep watch over the door of my lips. We all need people with whom we can share, but as leaders, some things need to be only between us and God. Anyone, I'm here, you hear this, anyone with a persistent need to know will find you more useful as a source than as a friend. Words are powerful. Information is valuable. And what we say may not only come back to haunt us, but hurt us. See a lot, hear a lot, say little. Brutus and Judas, our Brutus and our Judas, come in all genders, colors, culture. The most important thing is not what they are, but who they are. And they never are whom they appear to be. Thank you for listening. Governing God's Way is the practical application of kingdom principles to inspire transformative change within ourselves and within our spheres of influence is how Jesus did it, is how we strive to do it. Because good governance begins with self-governance because God always begins from within. Grab a copy of my book from Amazon.com, Why We Fall, The Power of Self-Awareness. The book every leader and aspiring leader should read to help you avoid sabotaging your own success. To learn more about Sips Inc. and how you can support our work, please visit our website at cipsinc.org.